0: Crush the Rush Collective. On this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast, we are chatting with Corinne Morahan from Grid and Glam. Now, I knew going into this episode that it was going to be really special because Corinne is a professional organizer and if you follow me, you know that we love organizing and keeping things with systems and processes and all the things. But she also has a really robust product suite and a degree from Harvard. So we dig into all the things. Corinne is an internationally recognized organizing expert with a degree from Harvard who has become a leader in the productivity sector and her large following on Instagram, love the organizing and productivity hacks that she shares there and on TikTok. She is the founder and CEO of Grid and Glam and the g Home Organizing Membership, a virtual platform that gives busy families a step-by-step process for creating and maintaining an organized home. We talk about how the stuff around you is actually weighing you down and what you can do about it. We then go through a four-step process that you can apply to both your business and your personal life to help get you more organized and dig into how being organized can actually save you time, money, and bring you more joy. I am telling you, this is one of my favorite podcasts that we have ever done because there's so much information just packed into it and you're going to love Corinne. She's so relatable and like grab a pen and paper if you're driving because you're going to want to take a lot of notes. I hope you love this episode as much as I do and make sure to check the show notes because Corinne gave us some extra goodies at the end that you don't want to miss. Hi Corinne, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. How are you? Hi, Hallie. I am so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I we were talking before this, and I feel like when you can combine because I had all kinds of like business strategy questions for how you built your business, but also you are like a super cool organized, like organizer. And I just want to like dig into all the things. So for those of you who don't know you, I would love if you could just share a little bit of your story and like, I really want to know, like, how do you become a professional organizer?
1: Yes. So I, as you said, I'm a professional organizer. I am the CEO of, of a business called Gridding Glam. So we actually do in-person organizing, meaning we go into our clients' homes and we help them get organized. And I also run an online organizing membership, which is a 12-month program to help members... Declutter and organize every space in their home, but really in their lives. Declutter everything that's not working for them and set up really strong routines so that they can live a life they want. They can have that breathing room to to focus on what they want. And I'm also a coach for professional organizers, so I've got a lot of a lot of aspects to the business that I run. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about my background, although I don't think it's necessarily the, um, you know, given path to professional organizerhood. But um, I started working on Wall Street many, many years ago. um, And I really enjoyed the pace of work. I really enjoyed making money, um, but I felt really unfulfilled. And um, I just knew there had to be something out there for me, that would be more fulfilling. Um, I actually went back to get a master's in higher education at Harvard. I thought maybe the thing will be to work in education. but I missed making a lot of money and, um, it, it, also wasn't the thing that filled me up. And around the time that I had my son, I had to make a big decision about going back to work. I wasn't making a ton of money. Um, or, you know, did I want to start my own business? And at that time, this was back in 2010, I started thinking about becoming a professional organizer. Um, but ultimately it didn't feel like the right fit for me. So I ended up starting another business. I was doing more business consulting and it wasn't until 2018 that I finally took the plunge to start the business. And there are some classes that you can take, um, that, you know, can certify you to be a professional organizer. But what I have found, um, is that a lot of their models are really antiquated. Um, so The, the short answer is anyone can become a professional organizer. You, if you think you can be good at organizing, you think you can run a business, you can do it. Um, but part of the reason that I started a coaching program was because I felt like there were really specific skills that organizers could use both in terms of running their business and in organizing to help them be better at it. Um, because there isn't, um, there, there wasn't anything else great out there to help you fast track to, um, to your end result.
0: Oh my goodness. I feel like there's so much to unpack. I'm like, do I ask about Wall Street or Harvard? Or like, how do you pivot to becoming a professional organizer? Like we could have like five episodes here. But one of the things that I thought was really cool when I was sort of getting to know you is that you have a pretty robust product suite. And that's something we talk about quite a bit here, because I feel like you're able to pull different levels, levers at different times. Yeah. Um, so how did you decide to go both to do both you know, in-person organizing and sort of like a digital course membership
1: training? Yeah. I'd love to say I had this master plan all mapped out when I first started, but that would be a lie. But I did have a sense of, I wanted this to be a brand and I wanted this to be a business. And I knew that if I was building a business that was just me in people's homes, that the scope of it would be really small. And that didn't feel satisfying to me, both in terms of the impact that I want to make on the world, but also the financials of the business, right? Both are really exciting to me. So I had this vision in the back of my mind of something bigger, but I didn't know what it was. And... I knew at the core, though, I had to become a really, really good professional organizer, the best professional organizer I could be if I wanted anything else to grow out of that. So my initial goal was just launch an organizing business and become really, really good at it. But at the same time, um, I knew I had to build a social media presence. I didn't have one at all. I didn't use Instagram personally. I was barely on Facebook. And so I launched free monthly challenges to help people get organized just to build buzz around my brand. And it took off. And what I realized is, oh my gosh, this is the other piece of the business. So first I started just charging for the challenges. They were right in a closed Facebook group. And then I thought, okay, I could turn this into a membership that brings me monthly recurring revenue and that's what we did and it's the the membership itself is a multi six figure digital product and as that was going and i was growing the organizing business i realized that there was this big gap in other organizers businesses because a lot of organizers get into organizing because they love organizing but you know anyone who runs a business knows the thing the subject matter expertise is such a small portion of what you do. It's the running of the business that takes so much of your time. So I created a coaching program to help other organizers really become confident in being a CEO, but also learn how to diversify their offerings. And the timing worked out really well because during COVID, a lot of organizers couldn't go into people's homes. Like our in-person business was shut down for months and I had no dip in my revenue. And so I really wanted to educate other professional organizers on how could they create a business that was insulated, as much as you can be um, from market conditions and having a diversified revenue stream is the way to do it. And I am, you know, I know people throw out this term all the time, um, being a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I would say I am that, right? I really enjoy being in person. I really enjoy coaching. I really enjoy running a membership. So I get to run a business where I get to have my hands in all of these different pieces.
0: Yeah. And I love like not to get to like business termy kind of like, but you have, you basically have a business to business and a business to consumer model, which is so smart, especially when you're doing in person. Cause
1: my guess is that COVID probably like changed the game for a lot of things. It absolutely did. And not just from the sense of not being able to be in clients homes, but we found, you know, everyone's been talking about supply chain issues, but a lot of what we do in our business, we use organizing products for, and we couldn't get them. Yeah. So even if you had clients coming in and even if you could go into their their homes. We were having to schedule them out like two to three months in advance because we couldn't get the products that we needed. So it really just changed the logistics around the in person. And so then to be able to have my membership where I am helping people get organized, but digitally, they're doing it on their own. I could still help people get organized. And then, like you said, B2B being able to help other organizers with their businesses, um, it really did, um, you know, I, it, it diversified my revenue in a way that's been super sustainable.
0: Yeah. And I love the story part of you didn't have this big vision when you started. I feel like the way that you told the story is you really just listened to what people were asking for and then solved the problem in a really smart way along sort of the journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of the lean startup model and building a minimum viable product. And that's what I did before I built out a whole membership, which a lot of people do. I already knew I had a proven business model. I had been selling my boot camps, And I knew if I could sell those, that I could absolutely sell a membership. And that's what I try to educate a lot of people on is don't build what you want. That's really fun. But build what people are going to buy. And a lot of times you don't know what exactly they want or what they need until they're in your program. So to be able to have that flexibility to iterate once you're in it and to um, include enhancements, you know, so many people feel like it has to be perfect from the get-go. And that either holds them back from starting Or what it does is they build out a whole program or product suite that isn't exactly meeting the needs of their clients, but they're not that far off. But then they give up because they don't realize just some small enhancements could be the thing that really makes the difference for their customer journey.
0: Yeah. I just love that you said customer journey and then viable product. I feel like those are like my words and I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to have like a whole strategy call on this. Um, Okay. So I wanted this to kind of be a mix of your business because I really did find it so fascinating, but also talk about organizing a little bit. And I think as a business owner and a mom, like being super organized really just, I think brings more joy in my life, but also makes it way easier to just live and actually get through the day. So I know you have a step-by-step process that you kind of share about how that can, I mean, I think it can help anyone,
1: Um, Can you share that with us? Yes. And I know you love a signature process. So I'm excited to share. So yes. And I am a wife and I have two kids, not so little anymore. They're 12 and eight, but I get it right. There is so much that we have to do. And especially for women, we carry the mental load, even if we have a partner that is super helpful in the household and it can make all the difference for us to whether, you know, we are, we want to have more quality time with our family or we want to build a robust business. Being organized can help you do both of those things. So my four-step process is mindset, purge, organize, and reset. And I'll briefly walk through them. So, you know, everyone when they, when they think about getting organized, they want to dive right in. They want to buy the bins and they want it to be sexy and they want to focus on labels. And that is a really fun part of it. But really actually what it starts with is your mindset and trying to understand what the pain points in your home and your life are and what is it costing you to be disorganized because there is a cost to get organized it takes you time it takes you energy it may cost you some money if you want to get organizing bins and a lot of us do the calculation on what the cost of organizing is but we don't factor in the cost of being disorganized and there's the cost of the frustration of the time it takes looking for things. There's actually the financial cost of rebuying things that we know we have but we can't find them. And also the tension that it can bring in our relationships or how we're dealing with our kids, either because we're fried um or resentful that we're shouldering everything or um because our kids don't know how to get on board and we're fighting with them. So the the first piece is really to bring intention and awareness to what your disorganized or disorganization is bringing into your life, and how much better it would be if you get organized, and really continuing to stay in that mindset as you're going through the work, because it does take work. And then the second piece is what I called purging or decluttering. And I, this is not my phrase, but it is very powerful. Organized clutter is still clutter. Mm-hmm. If you try to organize all the things that you have, when we have too much stuff, it's never going to stay organized. And that's actually the pattern that I was in before I put myself through this process. I was very quote unquote organized, but I had too much stuff. So I felt like I was constantly organizing and reorganizing and it would never stay. And I realized that what was missing is the decluttering piece and you have to ruthlessly declutter. And this is where it ties back into mindset because you think about the cost of what you're getting rid of, right? We tell ourselves like, oh, but I spent money on this, but the money has already been spent keeping it in your house is not giving that item any more value. It just continues to detract value from other things like your frustration and the space it's taking up. And so we need to get over that piece. And, you know, when it comes to kids, for example, we think like, oh, that my kid plays with this, so I should keep it. But there's so much research out there that shows us that our kids are actually more creative when they have less toys around, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much research out there that shows us that decluttering can decrease our cortisol levels and and visual clutter around us can increase our cortisol levels right when we feel more stressed because we are more stressed because of the clutter right so you really have to declutter and only after you've gotten your mindset right and you've decluttered should you focus on setting up systems and the beauty of systems is not just the beauty of how they look but they are really meant to be a no brainer for you so I don't know if you've talked about this on your podcast in the past, but you know, Steve Jobs used to always only wear a black mock journal yeah. neck and Zuckerbergs only wears a t-shirt and hoodie because they don't want to waste a decision in their yes, day. I love that concept. Yeah, right. So it's the concept of decision fatigue. And let's not waste our decisions on the thousands of little mundane decisions we have to make in a day. Let's save them for the bigger things like building a business or spending quality time with family. Like, Let's save those decisions for what we really want. So setting up systems throughout our life where it's literally a no-brainer. This is where we put our shoes when we come home um, at the start of the day. This is what we do at the end of the night to make our morning smooth so we get out of the house quickly. This is where our bills go. Like, If you do that throughout your entire house, you're literally never making a decision. And that's where the time comes back to you tenfold. The energy comes back to you tenfold. And then the final piece of it is what I call the Sunday reset. And like anything worth having in life, it needs to be maintained. And all the Sunday reset is, is, is about maintenance and it can look different for everyone. Um, for me, what it looks like is getting my house back to baseline. So putting everything back where it goes, because We live in our houses day to day. They're not going to look perfect every second of the day. And then it's also about doing those things that set you up for a successful week. So we go grocery shopping once a week on the weekends. We do our meal prep, um, all on Sunday. We have the kids pick out their clothes. We pack their lunches, all of the little things that we don't want to deal with. I fill up my, um, car with gas. I get a car wash. It's just, you know, a hundred little things, not not really a hundred, more like 20, um, <laughs> but that then free you up for your whole week to enjoy life. And listen, there's no amount of this four-step process that can take some of the um, mundane aspects out of our life. Like dishes need to be done. Laundry needs to be done. But if we don't feel like those things are weighing us down and we can bring a little joy to it, you know, put in your earbuds and listen Mm -hmm. to a good podcast or talk to a friend while you're doing it. And you know that your kids are on board, your spouse is on board. It really does take away the stress of maintaining life so that you can show up fully and really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I'm such a huge fan of the Sunday Reset. We do something very similar. I'm curious, though, as you were talking through it, do you find that you do stuff on
1: certain days of the week? Like it's always the same pattern? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, it started out as a Sunday reset because that was the only day that I could really carve out to do it. But if I am going to be away for a weekend and I will have a lighter, you know, workload, calls wise or whatever on a Friday, I'll do it on a Friday, right? Calling it the Sunday reset is just really, you know, the fun name for it, but it can fall wherever. I do try to batch it though. I try to batch everything I do. So I don't try to spread things out throughout the week. Um, I really do try to batch my whole reset in a day so that it's done. And so that I can meet that set point and then not have to worry about doing things every single day.
0: Yeah. I love that. We're huge fans of batching and themes and just like a repeatable process. And I love the decision fatigue quote. I actually have heard that a couple of times recently where people have been sharing, like, I eat the same thing for lunch every day because it's just easy and I don't have to think about it. Same thing with like capsule wardrobe or maybe even things in your business. Um, do you have any organizing tips as you like pull back the covers of your business that have helped you, uh,
1: for organizing or for bit or for organizing a business? Uh, For, or inside your business, inside the business perspective. Yeah. Do I am? Although I would love you. I mean, your office is beautiful (laughs) as I'm looking at it. So I'm like, oh, we could talk about that too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I am like, I want to marry my Asana. Um, It is, we we live by our Asana boards. Um, I, there are a lot of moving pieces in our business. So everything is very systematized in Asana. Um, So that really helps us get organized and stay on track. And, um, boxer is another tool that we use in our business to communicate with each other. Um, I, up until this point, I have steered clear of batching certain work on certain days because there is a part of me that loves the spontaneity of being able to schedule things. in when I want for me, part of the allure of being so organized is that it allows me to be more spontaneous. However, I am reevaluating my schedule um, in the coming months to to just play with the idea of having certain things on certain days to see if it works with me. I love this idea of just kind of experimenting and getting playful and seeing if it could work. Yeah, that's super
0: interesting. We always do podcasts on the same day because I feel like the batching of it just like saves time between switching in and out. Um, the last thing, and I know I'm pivoting between business and, um, just organizing in general, but I think it's just also interesting. Um, when you think about how being organized in both your business and your home and even personal life really helps support you from a self-care perspective and like maybe how it's like calmed anxiety or brought you more joy. Can you, because I think people get overwhelmed. Like, Oh my gosh, I have to clean out all these things, or I have to implement a sauna or, Oh, she wants me to do this. Like, 10 step process. Um, yes. but there really is some major benefits from, I think just like a self development perspective.
1: I love this question. So before I put myself through the process that I teach in my membership, I was really, really suffering from anxiety. And I think for those of us who have anxiety, like it rarely goes away completely. Right. Yeah. It's just something you sort of manage lifelong, but I was feeling super anxious and feeling like, I did not have the joy in my life. Like I I live in my quote unquote dream home. I have an amazing husband. I have these amazing kids. And I had this thought of, is this as good as it gets? And I was like, that is a really horrible feeling that I don't want anymore. Like that is not how I want to live my life. So what action can I take to change that? And going through this process of decluttering my house and, and systematizing it, I really got rid of all the physical items that were weighing me down, but also all the negative thought patterns and toxic relationships. And it freed me up so much to bring more joy in my life. And then it allowed me to build this business, which brings me so much joy every day because of the impact I have on thousands of lives, because of the incredible women that I get to employ in the business. And it's just frankly really fun. And so there's no way I would have gotten to this point had I not put in the work of the process. And the membership is a year long program because it takes time, but it also has to fit into your life. And mm-hmm. so for anyone who's feeling overwhelmed, if you just take a deep breath and remind yourself that it is a process, it is going to take time, whether it is decluttering and organizing your house or whether it's building a business, I think so much of that anxiety comes from the pressure of why aren't I where I want to be? And lamenting what we haven't done in the past, or if only I had done this, it doesn't matter. You are where you are right now. What steps can you take to move forward? And the beauty of putting in the work, and we see it in our businesses and we see it with getting organized is it does pay off in the end, but there is work you have to do, right? You do work harder in the beginning. I really believe that because you have to set the foundation. You have to establish yourself. You have to put in the system. But the goal of systems is that they run on autopilot in as much as they can, right? Of Mm -hmm. course, we still show up in our lives. Of course, we still show up in our businesses. But if you can systematize away all of the annoyances, think about the breathing room that it gives you. But I think so many people give up in the midst of the chaos because they think this is too hard. And the truth is it is hard. If you're expecting it to be easy or to feel motivated every day, you're setting yourself up for success. If you can embrace that, the hard is the process. It is getting you to the other side and you just stick with it. You will get there.
0: Yeah. I love that. One of the things we talk about here so much is consistency. And I share so often, like, no, I'm not motivated every day. Like nobody is, but I think if your space around you is inspiring and you have things around you that inspire you to take the next step and you feel good about taking the next step, then you push through. And then the next day, maybe you will feel motivated. So I love that. Um, any just quick organizing tip that you can give us if you're just like, okay, I want to get started. Like, obviously you can't clean out every single room in your house at the same
1: time. Like, where do you start? Yep. So the first thing is you start with, um, your mindset and tell yourself it's not all going to get done in a day, right? Like it's just not, but you have to start somewhere and there's no perfect way to do it. There is no perfect. We get so, um, I, I have an organizing account. I follow organizing accounts. I find it super inspiring, but the downside is, is we, sometimes we look at these pictures and we think I can't get it to look like that, or I don't know how to get it to look like that. Here's the reality. It doesn't need to look like that it needs to be decluttered and organized to function for you. You are not putting your house on the cover of a magazine. So I think if you just start with realistic expectations, and then the thing is, is know yourself. Are you someone who wants to do this in five, 10, 15 minute sprints? Or are you someone who wants to tell your partner to take the kids out of the house and you want to have a focused two or three hours and get a bunch done? If you're five minutes at a time, you pick a, literally a drawer. You pick A few shelves in a cabinet. You have to pick something super simple and manageable and just start decluttering. Don't even worry about organizing. We think of decluttering and organizing as two totally separate steps. Just declutter first. And if you are someone who is more of a marathoner, then maybe you are going to try to tackle your entire filing system in two to three hours. Oftentimes we think things We either think they're going to take us less time than than they are, or that they're going to take us more time, right? We often rarely accurately estimate. So set a timer, and you might be surprised at how much you could truly accomplish in two to three hours. And with regards to where to start, again, know thyself. Are you someone who needs to start with like the easiest thing where there's going to be nothing sentimental, you need a quick win? Or is that not going to be satisfying for you? You want to pick the biggest pain point in your house. Like maybe it's your entryway because it's where the shoes pile up. It's where all those returns that need to happen are living. It's where everything's a mess. Like, do you need to tackle that biggest pain point so that you can see like, yes, I can do that. Yes, this impacts my day to day. And that then will be the motivation to keep you going. So the, you know, it's not a straightforward answer, but it really is ask yourself quick or long. And do you want a, you know, a quick win or do you want something that like is the biggest thing that's um, really been weighing you down and just do it. Do not wait for the answers. Don't look on Pinterest. Don't look on Instagram. You know what you need and you don't need. Just go declutter.
0: I love it. I'm the type of person that wants like eight hours to do like the whole project. I'm like, I don't want to mess with like five minutes here. Like, just let me figure it out. So like such, such good advice. Um, okay, so before we wrap up, we always like to ask our guests a couple of questions.
1: So my first question is, what is your current morning routine? Current morning routine. Okay, I um, wake up every morning and work out. Um, so during the week, it's a five forty-five to six o'clock AM workout because we have to be out of the house by seven fifteen to take the kids to the bus stop. So it's um, workout. And it is depending on if my housekeeper's coming or not coming, we'll make the beds. Um, Some days I don't have to make the bed, which is such a nice luxury, but the bed needs to be made every day. Um, And then depending on whether or not I'm taking my kids to school or my husband's taking the kids to school, we leave for drop-off. And then I have a cup of cold brew, store-bought cold brew every morning that I love. And I listen to mantras of my own voice recorded, yeah. um, every morning as I am sipping my cold brew and then it's shower, get ready. I only wash my hair once a week, but I'm a big fan of do your hair and makeup every day. It makes me feel good. Um, so I get ready and then I'm usually in my office. Um, so all of that's happening probably by eight 30, and then I'm ready to tackle the day. I love that. Such good advice. If you're following along, um, what current book are you reading? So I love to read multiple books at once in multiple different genres. And I'm actually a big fan of Audible. So a lot of times I'm listening to books. So I would say my guilty pleasure, although I don't feel guilty about it, is I love listening to erotica. So I'm currently listening to Tattered by Devney Perry. Um, I also love to always be reading a business book. And where I am right now is I'm, I'm finding it super interesting to hear what... Business books that other people are referring to. I found so much business coaching is derivative of other things, and I'm trying to go back to the source. Yeah. Sometimes the derivative is better because there's a new spin on it, and some of it's watered down. So I've been yeah. trying to go back to the the source. So I've heard um, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich is referenced all the time. So I've been listening to that. Um, I also am often reading a parenting book. So I'm currently reading How to Raise an Adult, and then some often a fiction book. That's not erotica. Um, Daisy Jones and the six. So it takes me a long time. (laughs) It's good.
0: It's good. Yeah. It's on my summer list. I love it. Um, and just for fun, what was your last Amazon
1: purchase? Okay. So we are in the process of updating our kitchen. I just got brand new stone put in yesterday and you can't put anything hot on it. So I just ordered two new silicone trivets. Not very fun, but very functional. So, so that I love silicone trivets and updating a kitchen sounds very fun. Really so, fun. Yes. Um,
0: thank you so much. I feel like we could chat for like five more episodes on all the things, but this is just super insightful. And I think it's just so interesting to hear other stories of how they built things and what works for them. And of course, being organized and really helping control the stress and anxiety and just bring more joy into every day. Um tell everyone where they can find you, things that you have coming up. Um, whether it's from a business perspective, an organizing perspective, all the things.
1: Yes. So um, I am very active on my Instagram page at Gritting Glam. So come say hi. If you listen to this uh, podcast, DM me and and say hello. And um, what do we have coming up? We just closed doors to our membership. They're not going to open again for a little while. So I'm actually currently in launch for Organizers Academy, which is my um, high-level coaching program for organizers. So that's super exciting. And on a personal front, we're redoing our kitchen. Uh, We always take most of August off, believe it or not. I've built a lot of breathing room to the business. So I'm really looking forward to um, a pretty relaxed summer. We'll be doing a lot of strategizing, but um, also relaxing. Um, So yeah, we're super excited. And I think we have a couple free downloads for your audience. Um, My four-step roadmap to getting organized for good, which explains the four steps I talked about today. And then also I have free reset checklists that are populated with all the things I do on my... um, weekly and monthly reset in case it's helpful, but also there are blank spaces so you can make it your own because ultimately it has to work for your life.
0: I love that. And we'll link all of that in the show notes. Go connect with Corinne and thank you so much. Thank you, Holly. This is so fun. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. I honestly feel like this podcast is an extension of me and our community. And so I hope you come back and listen for more. If you're feeling inspired and ready to take action, there's actually some really amazing ways that you can stay connected with us. Number one, if you want to see this episode come to life with visuals and bonus behind the scenes, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is at Holly Marie Haynes. We like to post some bonuses there. So I hope that you're excited to learn more about these topics. And then as always, you can leave a review. Your feedback helps this show grow and reach more amazing listeners just like you. We've made it really, really easy. You can simply go to hollymariehaynes.com forward slash podcast. Podcast and click the review button. You can also find custom playlists and more to just say thank you and And because of that, I wanted to just get to know you better. So I would love it if you would head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat and tell me what you think of this episode.